0: Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his justice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, the word justice often evokes the image of a courtroom or a jail. Newspapers may say, justice was served, or he was brought to justice. It is true that lawful authorities have the duty to punish justly bad deeds which compromise the common good of society. But more fundamentally, for all of us each day, justice is a positive virtue. Justice is a virtue which regards the respect for the rights of God and of neighbor. In today's gospel, Jesus exhorts us to practice justice. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all good things shall be added unto you." So this morning, let's reflect on our duties and obligations to practice justice each day, so that we can receive the peace and the mercy which we all greatly need. Justice is a virtue of our will. Our will is that power within us to choose our actions, Justice inclines the will to give to everyone at all times that which is strictly due to them. Justice is respect for the rights of God, first of all. And then for the love of God, justice gives rightful respect to creatures as is their due as children of God. We forget that the justice we owe to God. It's called the virtue of religion. Religion means respecting the rights of God as our Creator and Lord. Justice begins by giving God his rightful due. Everything we are and have come from him. God therefore has a right to our recognition and respect. He deserves our gratitude and love, our obedience and submission to his will. God has a right to expect that we as creatures worship Him. And that we worship Him not simply as individuals, but that we, we worship Him in the social context of the human family which He created. Thus, in normal times, we do God injustice if we do not come to Mass on Sunday without good reason. If we do not keep Sunday as a holy day then we steal from God, we do injustice to Him. Normally we must make ourselves free from hours of servile work on Sunday so that we have time and energy to give God the honor and glory which we owe Him in justice. Hopefully we regard Sunday Mass as a duty of love to our Father than merely as a duty of strict obligation. So justice begins with God, and the justice also concerns people who live together in a natural society, like the family or the state, or those who live in the supernatural society of the Catholic Church. Those in authority have the duty to provide everyone with all the means necessary to fulfill their respective roles in society. And when those those in authority, when they respect these rights, they are practicing what we call distributive justice. Distributive justice. The lawful authority distributes to everyone under their care, each one's just and proportionate share. Justice, then, respects the rights of persons, whether those rights are natural or legal. Natural rights, such as the right to life, the right to worship God, or the rights that arise because of our natural obligations to family. And then there are also legal rights, such as constitutional or civil rights assured by the state for the common good of everyone. Now, should legal rights ever come into conflict with natural rights, the natural rights take precedence since they are established by God himself. So true justice demands that natural rights be respected. For example, law cannot take away the right of parents to educate their children. Justice cannot allow the granting of legal rights to one person, such as the infamous so-called right to an abortion, at the expense of the natural rights of another, in this case, the right to life. To do so is a grave injustice. It's failing to give everyone his or her rightful due. Natural rights take precedence over legal rights. Justice concerns not only groups of people, but also the respect for rights of individual people toward one another. This is what we call commutative or mutual justice. Respect for the rights of individual people toward one another. And one of the greatest violations of justice is murder. The right to life is fundamental. And since contraception prevents life, well, isn't that also a grave injustice? Fortunately, our parents gave each one of us a fair chance. Our parents were not unjust with us by denying us the right to life. Mutual justice also excludes racial discrimination. God wants us to treat all human beings as brothers and sisters in Christ, because Christ shed his precious blood on the cross for each and every one of us. We may have certain differences, yes, but these are only secondary, because God has given us so much more in common, including the common destiny of heaven, for which purpose he created us all. Justice means respect for the right of ownership of goods and property. Stealing is a sin against justice. And if we are not careful to avoid small petty thefts, then we will be tempted to more serious forms of injustice. In justice, we must care for borrowed items which have been lent to us. Should we not treat a borrowed object with still greater care than if it were our own? Any any damage voluntarily caused must be repaired. Justice implies restitution. Since every injustice is a disorder, justice must restore proper order. True contrition means cleaning up the mess we have made. Justice also means respect for the good name and the reputation of our neighbor. To judge someone rashly is a sin against justice. Both justice and charity demand that we not only abstain from judging the actions of others, but that we interpret their actions in the best possible light. Everyone is due the benefits of the doubts we must beware of sins of the tongue, which can so easily sin against justice. Backbiting is the secret, quiet injuring of someone's good name. If the backbiting is the harmful truth, such as as telling others about the hidden faults of our neighbor, then then this injustice is called detraction. Detractors do violence to the most prized possession of any human being, their good reputation. And if we falsely accuse our neighbor with faults which he has never committed, then this injustice is called calumny or slander. Detraction and calumny when done with full knowledge and full consent in serious matters These are mortal sins. Slight things said about another which do not seriously injure his character may be venial sins. Justice demands as a strict obligation that we repair slanders, that we repair calumnies, in a manner proportionate to the way in which we spread them. So let us be careful that our good words always outnumber the bad forms of verbal injustice include derision, which means to laugh someone to scorn, to laugh them to mockery and to ridicule, a cursing, which is an evil wish uttered against someone, again, a sin against justice. If fully deliberate and willed with malice, then these sins of the tongue can become mortal. Another offense against justice is the sin of partiality, St. Thomas calls it, or favoritism. We grant something to one person and not to another. Not because the receiver is qualified or worthy, no, but simply because of his closeness or of his usefulness to us. Beware of the sin of partiality. So dear friends, we should often think about how we should practice justice on a daily basis. Are we truly giving to God his rightful due? And are we giving to our neighbor what he or she rightly deserves as a child of God? A good understanding of the virtue of justice makes us appreciate God's mercy all the more. Seek justice and you shall receive mercy." You see, justice and mercy are both perfections in God. Justice and mercy are by no means contradictory, no. In His justice, God gives us whatever is necessary for us to live rightly. But in divine mercy, God chooses to go further. God is generous. He goes above and beyond we could never repair the disorder caused by our sins. But God's gifts of mercy to us go far beyond anything we have deserved. So in this way, God's mercy to us surpasses his justice, St. Thomas tells us. Thus, we have no need to be discouraged at the sight of the many injustices we have committed. We must do our best to repair them, yes. Let's also remember that the mercy of God far surpasses our iniquity, like a water which overflows a fountain. If we turn on the water faucet, that is, if we make a good confession, if we pray acts of reparation, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, for example, if we faithfully pray our rosary, to Our Lady, the Mother of Mercy. If each day we perform works of penance, acts of charity to repair injustice, then we can be sure that God's mercy will fill our souls abundantly with the waters of his salvation. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his justice, and every good thing shall be given unto you. Seek justice, my friends, And you shall receive mercy here upon earth. And together in heaven, we will sing forever the eternal mercies of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.